Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Bill Barnwell Show. Today we're going to have Will Brinson of CBS joining with me to talk about, and this is very silly, but we had to do an episode on it, what our picks would be for the NFL equivalent of NBA Top Shot when it launches. We'll get all into NBA Top Shot very briefly and then give our picks with the best highlights, the best moments from the 2020 season and from the past in the NFL would be uh, for an NFL version of Top Shot. But before we get into today's episode, I wanted to quickly tell you that the Baseball Tonight podcast with Buster Only is back Monday through Friday. Buster gives you all the latest news around Major League Baseball. And let me tell you, there's a lot of stuff happening. Aaron Boone today getting fitted for a pacemaker. Um, we still have trades. We still have free agent stuff happening. All kinds of things happening in Major League Baseball. So if you want to find out more about what's happening on a day-to-day basis, be sure to download and subscribe to the Baseball Tonight podcast with Buster Only. And of course, the Bill Barnwell Show, the very show you're listening to as well on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And here's Will Brinson talking about NFL Top Shot. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there is no competition. And right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a Jets Pizza location near you. Again, try Jets Signature 8-Corner Pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, joining me now, here as promised, on the Bill Barnwell Show, a frequent contributor to the show, a friend of mine, and a fellow top shotter, which we'll be talking about on today's show. It's my friend, Will Brinson of CBS. Will, how are you? Bill, what's going on, buddy? We uh, we just saw the... Well, I mean, I am, I'm fascinated by Top Shot. I will say that I am sort of... I have a little bit of Top Shot fatigue. Sure. In the, in the sense that one, everybody's tweeting about it. Um, I, I I got in a little bit later than, uh, you know, like an early adopter. Like I consider myself kind of a second wave guy. Sure. Like I'm, like I'm, I'm in on things on the internet, but usually it's, you know, I'm not the first guy to be in on the things on the internet. Right. Um, and that's uh, just like me being like the dad type that I am, but <laughs> I, I got in like right before the huge surge when the players started tweeting about it and the market went bananas. Mm-hmm. And so I've got, I mean, I've got, you know, I don't have anything like I haven't dropped anything outlandish on there, but it's the, the weight for the packs and the technology issues have really sort of, I just give a little bit of fatigue when it comes sure. to, packs. but I mean, I got to tell you like with the, Oh, there's a pack drop coming. They just announced. Oh, so maybe we should be buying. Maybe we'll be buying packs on the middle of uh, of March seventh. I hate. This. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, like I can't. I want. I I need. To, I want Top Shots to go to golf and um and to uh to NFL because those are the sports. Like I feel like 
I would be even more in on it than I currently am. And I'm, I'm an NBA guy, but not like a NBA guy, you know? Right. You're no Dan Devine when it comes to the NBA. That's right. I'm no Dan Devine. Exactly. Or Matt Moore. Sure. You're no Matt Moore when it comes to the NBA, but you are someone who is interested in Top Shot. And so we're not going to talk about NBA Top Shot today, but we are going to talk about the future. What might be an NFL Top Shot? And each of us are going to come up with different Top Shots we'd like to see when NFL Top Shot does seemingly inevitably occur. Now, Will, for the uninitiated, I feel like we should give a brief introduction. Please, in 1,000 words or less, what is NFL Top Shot? Or what, what, sorry, no, excuse me. What is NBA Top Shot? NBA Top Shot is a digital, it is digital trading cards. And instead of continuing to explain it, I will answer the follow-up question, which is, so you bought a highlight? <laughs> well, you bought a picture. Yes. And it's a piece of cardboard. And if you if you want to sell it to somebody or actually. OK, so I I was digging. I have all my cards from my youth here, Bill, and they're mm-hmm. all like 90 percent of them are totally worthless. Like I even sure. have. a, But I found a Derek Jeter, like OG Derek Jeter, upper deck rookie card that can go for like upwards of ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. I found it. You know, it's like you think of like fifteen hundred bucks. Right. And I find it. And I'm like, yeah. Got money in my pocket. No, I gotta, I gotta send this thing off to some company to get it graded. Wait nine months, mm-hmm. and I gotta put it up on eBay, and somebody's got a bid on it, and then I gotta mail it to that person. That's not, I'm not here for that. I mean, like, I'm, I'm all about the love of collecting and, and cool moments, but like the beauty of Top Shot is you're swapping in and out. It's a marketplace, and the moments are, while not tangible, I'm mean, this is well over a thousand words. Sorry, while not tangible in your hands. <laughs> Like they're still cool and you can watch them online. And I just think the way that we operate today with how we, you know, we scan our phones, you know, we live on apps. I mean, you know, everybody's screen time is like 12 hours a day. <laughs> why are we, why are we, why are we so mad about the idea that we would collect moments instead of cards? I, I don't, I don't get it. I think that's sort of, it's the next thing instead of card collecting. Right. I, I think that's really the big differentiator is that it's just, you know, it is collecting cards, which has gotten very popular during the pandemic. Card values have gone up dramatically, but without all of those nuisances when it comes to collecting cards, it certainly is not a perfect platform, has major issues. <laughs> uh, it almost makes it charming in a way, like, you know, uh, a site being down inexplicably for hours per day, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe not being able to cash out of the site, maybe being uh, all, all those issues, but it is a certainly an entertaining thing. And it has been very fascinating to see how quickly I have been gone from being someone who is a casual NBA fan, watching games, wanting to see cool stuff happen to being concerned about my various top shot players. And uh, how many, uh, how much was I've made? What's your, uh, not financial exposure, just a, <laughs> how much money do you have in top shot bill? Um, uh, you know, you can actually look at, but it's cool. Cause it's on blockchain. Yes. So it's all public information, like who bought what, what your account is worth. And I would say too, is like someone who I was born in 1981 mm-hmm. and I have up here in my office with me I and mean, I'm not going to bring them on the, the, the zoom call here, but I have literally thousands of baseball cards from 1989 mm-hmm. to 1993 in sure. a giant cardboard box. I have sifted through them and they are worthless primarily because 
once cards became popular in the late 80s, really like the surge of you know these kids, the baby boomer kids, the children of baby boomers started mm-hmm. collecting them. Um, Fleer, Donruss, Score, Upper Deck even was guilty of it. Tops, of course, mass overproduced these cards. Mm-hmm. And you can just get none of them are worth anything. Also, those baseball players were all on roids and, and it became like worthless at some point. But the point being is with this blockchain technology, you know the exact scarcity of mm-hmm. there's no like, oh, I, uh, maybe this is rare. You know, it's you, you know, you know, if something is limited, you know, if something is common. And I think that is a beneficial thing from a collecting standpoint. Like when you open a pack you pretty quickly, you know what you've gotten out of that pack. Mm-hmm. Just from the way you said it, it sounds like Fleer was your least favorite trading card company. Is that fair to say? Uh, I think I, I you know, I, I feel like early on in the, in the, the halcyon days of the, the, the card industry, mm-hmm. it was like Don Russ versus tops was like a AFC yeah. thing. So I'm a, I'm a, I always consider myself a tops, I'm a tops man and sure. NL and NFC man. A classy. You know? Oh, yeah, exactly. Classy, you know, traditional, what have you. Not you're you're not uh, you know, highfalutin upper deck. You know, yeah, I, wish, also, I wish I'd been highfalutin upper deck. Sure, of course. Who who doesn't wish they were just collecting Ken Griffey upper deck the, cards? The, the card of my childhood is the eighty seven wood grain tops. Okay, totally I think fair. That's that's how I identify my, you know, my child, my childhood is that 87 wood grain tops. I had approximately 8 million of those 87 wood grain tops cards. And they are worth uh, very little. Yeah. Less but, $8 million in total. <laughs> yes. But top shots or some top shot moments are worth more. Um, and certainly today when I heard to talk about the NBA top shots and about uh, what they're worth, what they're not worth, we're just talking about what we would want to see if an NFL top shot comes to fruition, which I think it will one way or another in the next couple of years. So what we've done is we've come up with a few moments from 2020 that we'd want to see, uh, you know, in our collections, a few moments from the past, and then a couple of moments from the future, which may involve some projection into what's happening. Cause I don't think either of us can see the future. Uh, unfortunately, um, otherwise the chargers and the Cardinals would have had a lot more success over the past few years. Mm, indeed. Um, so uh, it's okay, <laughs> but we are going to start today with the 2020 moments we would like to see. We have a bunch of them each. So Will, why don't you go first? What is the first moment that comes to mind to you that you would want in your NFL top shot collection from the 2020 season? Okay. So I, I knew that this was going to happen, that I would use a, 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 a host with manners would offer first. me the first pick. And sure. I assume that you build knew that I would take what I think is the most obvious moment. Yeah. That Hill Murray has to be. It has to be, right? Like that's the Hopkins. You have the logo on Hopkins hand. Mm-hmm. You have Kyler with a big rollout. Um yeah, I mean it's it was it it I didn't even I did a lot of research for this, mm-hmm. which is more than I usually do for my own podcast, the Pick Six podcast. Subscribe to it <laughs> wherever you get podcasts. But um I it, th- this was I, I wrote on a notes thing. It's like Barnwell Top Shot Pod. And it's like 2020 moments and just wrote Hail Murray. And that was like mm-hmm. the start of my, 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 my research for this. It was that, that is clearly like the key moment that I think everyone would identify from 2020, even though it didn't, it ultimately involved a team that didn't make the playoffs, a team that was a little disappointing and is now being used as to throw back in my face as to why the Cardinals aren't <laughs> contenders. Cause they, they won that, they won that game in that fashion. But 
the moment itself, I, I think everybody who is watching the game mm-hmm. identifies with, you know, it's not a where were you moment, but you remember very clearly seeing it unfold. And I mean, and then the, the, the viral stuff that came out later where Hopkins, you know, his, the jump man logo is on his gloves. Mm-hmm. It was a choice for the first pick. For sure. I mean, it's, it's strange how the Cardinals went two and five after that moment, the rest of the bills kind of just, you know, shrugged it off and, uh, they lose. They didn't lose a single game until the AFC Championship game. After that, so you know, uh, and, just a weird blip. And it, it also interesting, I think, because like the plays leading up to it were so poorly chosen, yes, poorly run that it was like it shouldn't have been that long of a hail, hail, hail Mary throw, right? right. Like a quick, like, yeah, so let's burn twelve seconds for a three yard out to Larry Fitzgerald. Like, what are we doing, Cliff? I mean, come mm-hmm. on. The other issues with that team popped up, and we saw that when you don't hit a Hail Mary, you may have more trouble winning games uh, if you're the Arizona Cardinals. But I think that's the obvious first pick. I think it makes total sense. I will go with one other obvious pick. I have some less obvious ones, I think, on my list, but I would go with the Derek Carr touchdown pass against the Jets that got Greg Williams fired. The cover three, uh, the the eight-man blitz. Um, Just, I mean, you know, if you're a Jets fan, Maybe you want that out of just sheer, uh, you know, schadenfreude or sheer um, coping. Uh, a, a great play. I mean, a great throw from Derek Carr, a, a fantastic play. I think if you if you have a Jets fan in your life that you don't like a moment you would want for your collection. Yeah, I think I think that one, that one was certainly on the list. Um, I couldn't stop thinking about uh, Nina Kimes tweet about. The, uh, the Texas, <laughs> Texas governor, like that's, that's all I could think about when I wrote down like jets cover zero versus Raiders. And yeah, I mean, I think the, the one, the one thing about, and it's interesting to think about these, how you evaluate these two, because, you know, if you're thinking about that moment, yes, I, I would, that was lower down on my list only because it was the lowly jets. Like it ended up being two teams that didn't make the playoffs. Yes. And it wasn't a spectacular athletic play. It was just like numb scullery on the part of the Jets <laughs> to, to, to send the house at Derek Carr, who made a very easy throw uh, for, for the touchdown. So I think that would, I mean, I, I agree. I think it would be one of the first moments that they use from the 2020 season, no doubt about it. Um, I, I just think that personally, it would not be how I gravitated towards my investment in our burgeoning NFL top shot uh, startup. Okay. So what would you go for as your second moment then? Okay, so I think this one is actually, I think you may have gifted me, in fact, because I think you, I, I, this is probably on your list, but I think you may have forgotten it. And I had actually forgotten it too. But this is perfect for NFL Top Shot. DK Metcalf walking down Buda Baker. Okay, yes, that, that should be for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that one was like, because it's, first of all, this is, this, is, this is how I evaluate these NBA moments and maybe I'm overthinking it. And that's how I end up with a $150 RJ Barrett because <laughs> stole the ball from LeBron James. Um, but, you know, you have, first of all, you have Russell Wilson involved in the play, right? Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson sure. is tempting a pass. So you get a little star cachet with Russ in a Seahawks uniform. We don't know how long that will last. That's <laughs> true. He's attempting a pass. Uh, Buda Baker picks it off and it looks like it's going to be this incredible pick six. And then the length of the highlight, because they allow these things to sort of develop, like we see steals and blocks and, you know, full court, sprint outs and all that there's, there's no real limit on it mm-hmm. you know, i think you can get the full extent of the play with dk walking him down and i to me that one would be i would almost argue that that could even 
beat the hail the hail Murray, if only because of the the sheer like fit, like shock of seeing DK Metcalf walk down Buda Baker and the athleticism involved. And, and that maybe was the most viral moment of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's a really good one. Actually, it was not on my list and it should have been. That's on me. Well, that's but that's why we're doing it. This is not a contest. We're, sure. we're building it together to make our. If only we had a, a license in it in, in <laughs> some poorly crafted back end technology. To- I should have worked on that first. I should have created my own blockchain for the podcast. That would have been helpful. Um, one I have, I feel like it's perfect for uh, for Top Shot. I can I can imagine the highlight in my head from the overhead angle, the overhead camera, the Falcons being mesmerized by the Cowboys onside yes. kick. Has to be choice, great choice. Has to be in there. Every Saints fan is gonna buy that moment. I, I, it's a fan, yeah, that's a great point. Um, we did a game with uh during the Super Bowl week where we it's picture this, we show players and people zoomed in, um, pictures of like you know, stuff from the NFL season or Super Bowls or whatever, mm-hmm. and and then they had to guess what it is, and we zoom out and show it to them, and we're doing this over like a, a zoom call or whatever. And Sean Payton was one of our guests on the on the podcast. And he went like 0 for 3 and couldn't get any of them. It was very surprising. And then we showed him a zoomed-in uh, shot of the uh, the Super Bowl score between the Falcons and the Patriots. He was like, oh, that's 28-3. Savage, <laughs> man. Like, that's all you care about? Come on. Can't identify Alvin Kamara, but he noticed that he gets that. <laughs> anyway, I, I agree completely. I think the watching that over and over would be mesmerizing. Yes. Um, I just, I just picture it being on a loop for hours on end. Uh, so I have two, you have two, what's your next one? Okay. I am going to, there's a couple of really good ones here. I think that I'm, I, again, I, I, I tried to approach this as if like, what would I want to invest in? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I'm investing in guys I, I, on the NBA side, I want to, I want, you know, I mean, obviously you want. LeBron and Durant and, but I want my guys, you know, mm-hmm. I, I want, I want to, I want guys. I like, like, I want these shots to, I, I want, know where, I know where this is going. Oh, uh, no, it's not. It's not a Philip Rivers. If that's oh, it. really? That's right. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. It's Philip Rivers shorting the Hail Mary in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm a huge AJ Brown guy. Sure. Of AJ Brown and who doesn't love AJ Brown. So I'm going to take AJ Brown mauling through the entire Ravens secondary in the regular season. I'm not oh, sure yeah. exactly what week it was, but he catches the ball at the 10 yard line and just like GA, like GAM grown ass man's mm-hmm. about six Ravens guys on his way to the end zone. As I think it's Nance and Romo are on the call. And they're just like, Oh my God, ah, Jim, did you see that? <laughs> Losing your mind at, at the, the physical nature of AJ Brown. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, AJ, and I feel like also people love investing in younger players yep. who they think have, you know, Hall of Fame caliber ceilings. And AJ Brown is that guy right now at wide receiver. Obviously, other guys as well, but AJ Brown is one of the bunch, you know, who seems like he's just on a really impressive trajectory. So I think it makes total sense. Um, hmm. On a on a different side, <laughs> on a, on a on a different angle, someone maybe not on a Hall of Fame trajectory. I want to go with. Mitch Trubisky winning MVP. <laughs> I think you get the Nickelodeon graphics in there. That's a good I think, call. I think you get, um, you know, maybe some sliming is involved. They, did they, they, they got a late touchdown to Jimmy Graham. So they have some bear slime in there. I think you mix that in. I think you have, 
you know, you have Mitch celebrating, maybe he has like one completed pass from that game in the fourth quarter. I, I think you want to have that ironic Mitch moment. I I agree with that. And I, I, you know, he is not a hall of famer. And I think though, that this is kind of part of the fun part of, of top shots that they haven't, that I don't know that you can do it as much in basketball mm-hmm. um, because there's not these, there's not, I, I guess there are goofy moments. Of course they're blockable moments or whatever, but you know, typically speaking in basketball, that ends up being a situation where, you know, it's like a block shot. Like Kelly Oubre has got a great, I have a Kelly Oubre, which again, Kelly Oubre, what are we talking about? <laughs> but like, there's a block where he comes flying in from nowhere and swats it into the stands. And the, and the, the angle is such that it's like that you see the, you know, you see the bench go wild and the crowd goes nuts. And, and it, I don't know, like it's, that's, that to me is like a really cool, moment that is off the radar. So I like, I like what you're doing here with the, the Mitch Trubisky mm-hmm. in VP. Um, I had, uh, what did I, Oh, um, in, in a similar vein. Yes. I will take, uh, Ryan Fitz, Ryan Fitzpatrick's no look pass. Yes. The bomb, the bomb when he's having his face clawed, <laughs> it was in, he was in for Tua. Yes. In that it, game. And Tua had been benched. Who had been benched? Fitzpatrick comes in, and he throws that that bomb while being raked across the face. And I think that would be, in, a, in terms of a short video clip, seeing it from all the different angles would be very fascinating. And that's, by the way, his last completion as a member of the Miami Dolphins. The, uh, that's right. Good point. It was, it was week sixteen. I think he spiked it maybe on the next player through the pass out of bounds, and they kicked a field goal to win the game. And then he uh, got COVID and was out for week seventeen. You're right. Good point. So um, that's a big play. I agree. What about uh, oh, they, they missed the playoffs because he couldn't play? Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they gave up a lot of points to the Bills in that game. I think yeah, they, did. they gave up 56 points. Like, even if Ryan Fitzpatrick plays, that's going to be a tough one. That's a good That's a good point. It was a, the whole end of the Bills regular season was letting the entire world know that they run the AFC East now. Yes, just stomping on every team over and over again. Um, you, got, you got any more? I've got, I, I have, do. I have an obscenely long list. I won't do all of them, but I, I have two more for 2020. Then we'll move on to guys in the past. Um, I feel big moment franchise that obviously uh, obsessed with their team. Not the Bills. Maybe the closest thing to the Bills are the Cleveland Browns. And I would say, why not have Maserati Baker Mayfield sweep uh, to clinch the playoff spot against the Steelers in Week 17? Um, I feel like. You know, big moment in his career, big moment for the Browns. I think those moments that are significant, you know, are are more important than maybe even like a more impressive moment on a you know like a uh, a great pass or a great run. Like having that meaningful moment stands out, and so I think the Baker sweep in the fourth quarter in Week 17 uh, would be a moment that any Browns fan would want to have. That's a great call. I had uh, OBJ's end round touchdown against the Cowboys on my list, mm-hmm. but I was but I was trying to think of a Baker moment, and because I do, I, you know. I feel like Baker's probably has more sustainability as a Browns player, mm-hmm. obviously a younger, a younger player than OBJ for sure. And you know, quarterback position, you know, we you see it. This, I mean, the stars are what, like, I think they said, somebody said that LeBron has a 17% market cap, yes. or, which on top shots, which is just wild. Like LeBron essentially buoys the entire top shot marketplace. And, uh, you know, we haven't even mentioned Patrick Mahomes. He would be the LeBron of, mm-hmm. of this. I, I've got a couple of Mahomes, but, I think that's a great call because you would have so many Browns fans who once this became a thing that, you know, the casual fan wanted to invest in would want that 
clinching moment. Like we're back in the playoffs. Maybe the Browns are back as a whole. So uh, a, an excellent choice. Um, do you have any more from 2020? Yes, I will say, uh, yeah, I, I've got a couple. Um, okay. So I think it is, I think it's important to note that first of all, Justin Herbert has a ton of awesome moments, mm-hmm. but rookies are the first, somebody's first top shot moment is, is valued more than, you know, like, uh, like, like I don't know, valued more than like the common third or fourth common card of somebody of a similar note, obviously. For sure. And rookies are really, really valuable. Like the cheapest LaMelo ball right now is like $4,000. So mm-hmm. I think that the first Joe Burrow touchdown and the first Justin Herbert touchdown, Herbert mm-hmm. was a, a really nice pass to a, a pretty wide open Hunter Henry in the uh, back left of the end zone against the Chiefs in week two or three, I believe. And then the Burrow was actually a, the 20 is like a 26 yard run up the middle quarterback draw mm-hmm. that he took in the end zone, which, you know, probably should have been a foreboding for <laughs> Joe Burrow's <laughs> health, unfortunately. Uh, but I think both of those, like their first touchdown and their first top shot moment would be uh, valuable pieces on the marketplace. You say we go for Justin Jefferson, um, any, sure. any, any rookie. Have you seen what the mellow balls first moment is? Uh, you know what? I haven't, I love, I, this is one of my bugaboos about the top shot thing is that I was playing a lot of LaMelo ball in NBA DFS before he was actually starting. Mm-hmm. And if I wish I, I wish I hadn't been so like, Oh, top shot's stupid. You know, for like, I wish I'd been jumping into top shot cause I would have a ton of LaMelo ball and, and yet I have none. So I try not to look at him. You're too busy being a monster on golf DFS. Okay. That's right. A golf tout. I've actually, yeah. hit, uh, as of this recording, I've hit four consecutive, outright winners in golf, which is just impossible. I don't, I don't know. How, I'm just on fire right now. You're very good. Guess so it boils down to you're just talented at this thing, um, which I have no skill at whatsoever. Much better, much better at golf than, than football, apparently. Yes. Um, uh, what else? Uh, what else are you? Uh, what else? Okay. You- so I was going to use Nate Sudfeld coming in in week 17, but I feel like that's too mean. <laughs> it's too mean. Like it'd be like doing a Nathan Peterman moment, which I'd also thought about for past moments, but I will say my last one for 2020 will be, the Seahawks stopping Cam at the one yard line in September on that like fourth down at the site of the game. I love it. I, I thought about that one. Um, I, I do like that your your plays are your plays are more um, not, your plays are like more interesting than mine. Mine are like strictly highlights, and you picked you picked some like great quirky ones. But that was a, I mean, that was a huge moment. I I don't sure. know that the. I I think that the Patriots probably. Yeah, like Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. Bill Belichick missed the playoffs, and Cam wasn't very good for much of the season. So, I mean, it's a, and I'm not trying to make up ground here for the Pats, but they had some, some games where, I mean, you know, they could have beaten the Chiefs and they did it without Cam, who had COVID, and he wasn't very, he really struggled after, after he came back from COVID. Um, you know, they had a game against the Seahawks they could have won. I, there is a, it's not a non, not too distant alternate reality where yes. the Patriots pull off a couple of wins and are in the mm-hmm. playoffs and maybe the Bucks don't get a couple of wins and, and miss the playoffs. Yes. Very thin margin there for sure. I absolutely it, agree. I would say it's a game of inches, Bill. It is a game of inches. Someone should talk about that more. Um, do you have any more from 2020 before we move on to the ones from the past? Yes, I have. Uh, okay. Actually, I just have, well, I would say this. I, we haven't mentioned Patrick Mahomes, which is yes. um, potentially criminal. Uh, I think, <laughs> I think Patrick Mahomes, uh, week 15, the end zone throw to Tyreek Hill. Again, Nance and Robo on the call. And Nance is like, and it's incomplete. Oh, 
whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on a minute, Jim. Uh, I don't even know if those are good Nancy Romo impressions. I have I'll get in trouble for them. <laughs> but that one is like such a – and Russ had one of those two to Tyler Lockett maybe this year. Yep, he did. And I, I couldn't I couldn't remember what week it was, and so I couldn't find the video clip for it when doing the research. But I think those just really tight window, almost impossible, scrambling, athletic – throws like that would do really well uh, in that same vein Patrick Mahomes week nine uh, he runs out to the left and then throws back across his body to Tyreek I mean to Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field and it's it's not even like a ton of velocity on the throw but it's just and it, you know you watch it back you're like how in the hell does this mm-hmm. physically make this throw so I think you know Patrick Mahomes would probably have he would be the LeBron of NFL he has to be I think. yeah I mean, he's young, like his first moments are going to be pretty significant. Um, that's why, actually, if we get back to the moments from the past, um, the first moment for me is not one of the more legendary Mahomes passes, but I believe I probably should do the research on this instead of just assuming. Oh, oh wait, sorry. I have, can, I, can I throw one more out there? Please, go ahead. This is, a, this is a, we didn't, we didn't, we have to do a good job. We got to, yeah, defenders are people too, to paraphrase Tyson. Kenny Moore's interception against the Raiders. Oh, yeah. Is like Derek Carr has a pretty open Darren Waller and puts it's not even a bad pass. And Kenny Moore just goes up and hooks it with one hand and comes down. And I think that one, that's one where I, I'm like, I don't, I would, inv- yeah, there's my Colts love, right? There, that's one I would want to invest in, even though it doesn't have the same star power, just because it's a, because I think at the end of the day, Bill, with these, with these top shot things that, and it hasn't factored in yet to the market. But I think eventually the quality of the moment has to matter. Mm-hmm. You know, like like if it's a if it's a great if it's a Lamelo ball and he's like dribbling the the ball off his foot. I mean, nobody wants that. <laughs> like a sick pass or like I mentioned the Kelly Oubre block. I think is a is a great moment. The Kenny Moore to me, like that's such a great interception that it, it would have uh, holding with sustainable value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I was trying to think. Um... I, I would say, in terms of the future ones, obviously, you'd want to have Wasp in there. You'd want to have the run against the the Titans in, in this the AFC Championship game last year, or two years ago, I should say now. I, I would have Patrick Mahomes' first touchdown pass, which is just an RPO. It's a slant to Tyreek Hill. He makes a Chargers guy miss, and 58 yards later, you know, take it to the house. And it wasn't even, like, I thought it might be a touchdown from his first game, that one start he had against the Broncos as a rookie. Um, but I think his first touchdown pass comes to mind. as just, you know, a big moment for Patrick Mahomes. And I think, you know, you could have something from that Broncos game. He didn't throw a, a touchdown. He had a pick. He had a crazy pass. Um, that was a long completion, like a, a really impressive throw. Maybe you have that, but I think there has to be a lot of Patrick Mahomes one place or another in terms of his first big moments as a pro. Yeah. And that's, that's, I think that was part of why I didn't, you know, like I, we didn't go to Patrick Mahomes first for 2020 moments. Mm-hmm. Because even though they made the Super Bowl and the the Chiefs were kind of kind of boring this year, like yeah, they won a bunch of one score games, but it wasn't it didn't feel the same. And mm-hmm. maybe eventually they got theirs in the in the playoffs. Uh, the my first past moment that I that I I mean immediately gravitated towards, and this is really uh, you know this is really more like the of the speed with which you operated in 2020, Bill. Uh, give me the butt fumble. <laughs> I need the butt fumble. The butt fumble limited edition 
you know, 4,000 copies. Mark Sanchez is trying to buy them all so he can like delete them. And they're, they're not on the site anymore, but he doesn't know how blockchain works. Uh, and I want, I want a limited edition, rare metallic butt fumble. That's what I, mean. <laughs> I love the metallic butt. Um, in the same vein, in terms of pain, have to do it. You have to have the double doink as a moment. Oh, that's cruel. You have to though. Like it's just, just seeing the ball bounce, seeing like it's like every every top shot moment has like the first initial replay and then a couple follow up replays. Just like the first replay of the, uh, you know, of the double doink and then the ball, the close up of the ball bouncing off each goal post. <laughs> you know, Chris Collinsworth going, oh no, you know, just just all the. All the moments from that play. Matt Nagy just staring at the field. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hunter Yard stare. It's a great choice. Um, you know, I, I think there's a... Uh, the other one that would qualify for this too for the past. Uh, Malcolm Butler's interception. Has to, you mean, that's, that's like the first one that came to mind for me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That was the, I went butt fumble and then Butler interception. Because I, I, I was trying to think of like, what were my... And yeah, I, it would be interesting too to see how this would actually play out, right? If you were doing, cause I mean, we just named, um, you know, th- three moments from, you know, the not or four moments, four moments, excuse me, from the, you know, from the recent past. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's how this would work because, you know, you wouldn't come out guns blazing with the immaculate reception, for, you know, for these, no. for, the, for the, for the, for the, uh, you know, millennials who are doing the collecting. So I think you would see these, these moments in the, the Butler interception, you have, you know, the Sherman look, you know, the, the aghast Sherman face, you, have the, you know, Tom Brady freaking out. Uh, you know, there's so many possibilities that you could weave in there as, as part of the, the highlight. <laughs> Just imagining all the future moments that come from that that one play. You know, Russell Wilson storming out of the room, demanding a trade to the Bears. So many things. Oh, yeah. Oh, like the don't, don't forget about the, you know, the, the possibility of a, in, incorporating all the Seahawks on a mountain in Hawaii, uh, you know, around a fire as they hash out what went wrong in the season. <laughs> before ultimately giving the team over to Russell. So he could later storm out of the <laughs> Absolutely. It is definitely, I think it's, I think it's the, the first overall pick in terms of moments from the past that come up. Um, another obvious one for me. Uh, it seems strange that he would have done it in hindsight, but I would say the ODB catch comes to mind. Oh yeah. No, I, that was that was absolutely on the list. It, even though it, it's like it's kind of disappointing. Odell Beckham has been disappointing relative to that catch, mm-hmm. for sure. I mean, like it, it, even though he was one of the best receivers in football for several years after that point, um, it does seem like uh, you know that that catch is still the the first moment by a considerable margin when you think about Odell Beckham in his career. Sort of like Clowney in that bowl game hit. Yeah, like, for sure. Absolutely. So insane that in, in, I mean, you could border, I mean, like you would never do this, but like you could almost throw the, if you're doing an NFL, lo, you know, an NFL logo, like that Odell Beckham catches, is, is, I, mean, it's, it's, I know it's, you know, it's, it's a meaningless week, like weeks, 10 regular season game on Monday mm-hmm. night in the NFC East. But I mean, it's so iconic just when you, cause like when we see somebody do that now, like I had Adam Thielen's one handed grab um, in the regular season, as a 2020 honorable mention. Mm-hmm. And it's like when he made it, it's like, oh, he did the Beckham. Like that's, right. that's how memorable that is. So yeah, absolutely. Odell, Odell makes the list. Uh, you mentioned the Eagles. I think I know where you're going with this one. Gotta have the Philly special in there. Has to. Has to. I mean, it's, 
it's one of the most, I mean, again, we're, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to get involved with recency bias here, but I mean, it's one of the more iconic moments in NFL history. Do you have any moment for Tom Brady running the same play earlier in the game and not catching the pass? <laughs> yes, I would. I would buy that. I would absolutely buy that. I feel like that um, is a, 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 it's in, it's in the collection alongside that. I actually didn't write down a single Tom Brady moment past present or future. Hmm. Hmm. Outside the Malcolm Butler pick. That's would you have Brady throwing the Lombardi trophy on the boat? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's a great Cameron Brate five. If Cameron Brate's first moment catching <laughs> Lombardi minted. You know, what would be a good one that I didn't have in my list, but I'll mention it is Gronk blocking that Colts defender out of the club. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, would Pat McAfee be okay if we did the, the, the blown, the botched fake punt by, by the Colts? <laughs> Chuck Pagano. I don't want to get him mad at me. It just seems and like he, he, would. he joked about it recently. So he'd probably be fine. It wasn't his fault. We weren't supposed to snap the ball. I know they weren't supposed know, to snap the ball. Who was, on, like, who was on the field for that one? Uh, I mean, is he, I mean, the, who are the three guys? Is it two guys? Who's snapping it to him? I think it was like a wide receiver on the field who was responsible, who was like the one who, oh, it has its own Wikipedia page. Is it really? The, the, the Colts catastrophe is what it's listed under. Uh, Griff Whalen was the That's right. who snapped the ball. That's who I was thinking of. What were they thinking? Not, not a good idea. Um, two more for me for past moments. Another pretty obvious one, but I feel like has to go up there. Uh, the Minneapolis miracle, the Stefan Diggs catch. No doubt about it. That was on um, my. Um, that was on my list. It's you know great moment. Obviously, incredibly important. I didn't win them a Super Bowl, but still a, a win them a playoff game. Um, you know, the, the, again, Falcon. Every every Saints fan is going to buy the Falcons, mesmerized by the uh, the onside kick. Every Falcons fan is going to buy the Saints losing a playoff game uh, to a Case Keenum pass. Oh, you know what? One that need might need to go on there that didn't actually make my list. Um, but the the Russ uh, walk off TD in the NFC Championship. Mm-hmm. Against the Packers, to Jermaine Curse. So I remember. I mean, yeah, to Jermaine Curse because I the 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 thing that in common with the the Minneapolis miracle and that was, and I was doing more writing at the time than I was podcasting. But you know, I remember you know covering. I was at my. I just remember watching you know, where I was when I was watching those games and mm-hmm. the like the residue from those games was almost never ending. Like you had mm-hmm. the whole, you know, the the, the Vikings had to bring their kicking team back out and there was the you know the gambling contra- you know the controversy with extra points and do you need to kick them in the, in the playoffs and they eventually changed the rule um, you know the Seahawks and, and Russ Russ is crying his eyes out in, mm-hmm. that, in that interview Michael Bennett's on a police bike riding around the stadium <laughs> like what the hell is going on uh, you know, so that I think that that I agree with you the Minneapolis Miracle obviously on the list and, and that would go hand in hand and, and while we're throwing out moments I think if you're talking about Seahawks in the playoffs, you would absolutely. And, and, and Saints heartbreak, you got to put the beast quake up there. That would be the beast oh, quake man. would be pretty incredible. Yeah, for sure. Like it's such a good moment. I think that makes total sense. I, I think that's got to be one of the first few up there. I actually didn't even have it on my list. And I feel dumb. I should have had it on my list. Um, that's a very, very good call. I, my last one, I wanted to have an Aaron Rodgers moment and yes. Obviously, a lot of big plays, but the one that came to mind for me was actually in a defeat. It was the Hail Mary against the Cardinals to Jeff Janis that uh, tied the game. 
I, I have no problem with that. I don't know that the only other pass, which in hindsight, when you watch it, it's, I mean, it's still a great pass, but it's not like mm-hmm. the, um, the pass to Greg Jennings, I think, for the touchdown against the Steelers. Yes. That was, that was my first Super Bowl for CBS, my, my first Super Bowl in person. And we were in the stands because, you know, you know junior blogger, you're not getting <laughs> the press box with Prisco and, and whatever Hawaiian shirt he's wearing. And, um, and so I, I just being, I was in that corner of the end zone in the auxiliary box and, you know, just watching Rogers operate that throw to me was, it would be up there, but I don't know that it would, I don't know that it would be the moment that we're, that we're doing here. I think the, the hail Mary or that pass in also an AT&T stadium against the Cowboys, the mm-hmm. uh, laser to uh, how am I forgetting who he threw it to? It, I don't it, know. Um, Finley. I, that's what that was my first thought was Finley. It was a tight end. Yeah. I think it was Finley. We should, I guess we shouldn't be expected to know this. We're just professional. No, just our jobs. <laughs> um, I, I, I shut off the... Oh, it's Jared Cook. Honestly, I forgot I Jared, we, Jared Cook was even on the Packers. You know what? So did I. So whatever. We'll take it's, it. That was two years ago, okay? We the, can't be expected to remember what happened. It, it, was, it, was like three, it was like four years ago, I think. It was 2016 season. How long has Jared Cook been on the Saints for? At least... Two, at least two years. Right. I figured he went to the Saints after he was on the Packers. Was there a stop in between? Didn't you go to Oakland or was that before? That was before, I thought. Uh, well, how would we? No, it wasn't. It was He had two years in Oakland after his year in Green Bay. <laughs> he had one, all right, yeah. So he's St. Louis, bounced to Green Bay for a year, two years in Oakland, two years in New Orleans. Ten, he was in Tennessee before St. Louis, too. Yeah, you're right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. He was in Tennessee in his rookie deal. Jared Cook. I dare to pretend like I know where Jared Cook went to college either, but I should have done that. But Jared Cook, well-traveled man. Indeed. Been all over the place. Probably got a surprisingly good career the last four years. Yeah. Um, the pride of South Carolina. Yes. I, and North Gwinnett, Georgia. <laughs> Thank you, Pro Football Reference. ProFootballReference.com. I did not have that memorized. Do you have any more moments from the past before we get to our future moments to finish up? Um, this is, this is fine. We're not covering anything related to the NFL all season, but this is indeed enjoyable. Um, Oh, the David Tyree helmet catch. Yeah. Would you do that one as opposed to the pass to Manningham? I, yeah, but I debated the Manningham pass. That's the fun thing about those two is the Manningham pass is the better pass. Oh, for sure. Like the, you know, the Tyree thing is just a mad scramble, heave it up. And the, the Manningham pass I, I was there. I, I was there for that one too. In the, mm-hmm. up, in the up in the ox box. I was in the ox box as well. Yeah, we were probably probably pretty close watching it. Um, it, it was such a dime. It was inc- it's an incredible pass. I, I posted it. I posted the all twenty two after Eli retired. It is like, you know, it, it was. It's the most impressive pass I've ever seen live. I think that I am probably in agreement with you on that. And so the, I think the Tyree catch is more memorable from a general NFL fan perspective, mm-hmm. but I think the Manningham one, I, they would both, they would both be on top shot. Like mm-hmm. would, Eli would have two moments, right? I mean, surely <laughs> that would be it. Just those two. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I think re- retired players are not going to get, you know, I, I guess he's in the Odell moment technically. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think like, I don't think we're minting a ton of, you know, like Vince Carter has one moment. Yes, and he's and he's, he might still be in the NBA. He is not. He's, that's, not. This is his first season out. Yeah, 
It's this for that moment is his last uh, last three pointer in the NBA. Well, I know Vince Carter I, was actually a um, a uh, a senior in high school the year Eli Manning was born. <laughs> I have no idea if that's true, but Vince Carter is. I think I think I'm going to have to check basketball dash football dash reference for that one. <laughs> cross basketball. Lee cross Lee cross site. Um. All right, let's do our two future moments and finish up here, Will. Um. I I took some creative license with my two future moments, so but uh. Again, I, I will let you go first. Certainly. All right. Um, I, mine are absolutely creative licensing. Do you, I, I think we talked about this before, but do you have a Deshaun Watson moment at all? I don't want to. I, I, want, I wanted to give you the Deshaun Watson space. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I, I thought we had talked about that. Um, yes. So I have my first future moment comes from the year 2021, of course. Sure. And it is Deshaun Watson running uh, a, to the right in Charlotte. In the near the end zone, running a read option fake to Christian McCaffrey as okay. he sprints into the end zone and does a little dance for his first rushing touchdown as a member of the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> so Christian McCaffrey's not going to the Texans in the trade. I, I would not ever come on your podcast and question the question an NFL article on ESPN. <laughs> but I think that we got a little 2021 journalism going when everybody at your company is asked to provide trade possibilities and then it becomes a, th- a thing that's a rumor you know what i mean it was like it was like one of those like hey like all all the nfl nation guys come up with a and like david newton is like here's an idea and throws some, you know it puts it for the article it's sure suggested trades for deshaun watson and then like you know like nfl meme busters on instagram <laughs> post it and or, you know, like, like my, my NFL update or something like that posted on Instagram. It's like, David Newton says this could go down and, and suddenly it's a reported trade. I don't think the Texans will, would take and the point of the Deshaun Watson thing was really, I don't think the Texans will take Christian McCaffrey back. I think they would need uh, eight overall, a future first and maybe one more or some seconds and Brian Burns to get it done. Mm-hmm. And I tend and I tend to think that only happens if the Jets and Dolphins aren't willing to pursue Deshaun Watson and assuming the Texans are willing to trade him. But I do think David Tepper, who, as I pointed out on multiple platforms, I will point out here, and, and I'm using only the scientific terms, Bill, a man who once had a giant pair of brass testicles fashioned for his desk at his hedge fund office. He is he does not want for aggressiveness. Yes. I'm not, I like the idea of NFL meme busters. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. It's going back to Bill Murray in a suit, just going through memes. It's like 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 Photoshop Mahomes on a like Mahomes's face and Lamar Jackson's face on, on Ghostbusters <laughs> outfits or something. It's <laughs> like that idea. Um, company. If, if, you should. If top shot doesn't work out. You should. You can move on to uh, give up writing and podcasting, although you're very good at both, and move on to. Uh, golf DFS, uh, Top Shot, and uh, NFL Mean Busters. Yeah, but because you know what, I need my I need I need my wife to find me doing more ridiculous things to question the legitimacy of my employment. Like that's very fair. If I didn't like have money to spend, she would definitely think everything I do is just <laughs> completely fake and made up. That's fair. That's very fair and not unwarranted. Yeah. Um, I will throw it out there. I'm picturing a different player running to the right. I picture him running into the end zone, but not for the first touchdown of the year, but for his final touchdown of the year. And I'm picturing that player, Saquon Barkley, dropping the football and imitating Dave Gettleman's typing 
uh, from his press conference and celebrating as the Giants at eight and eight clinch a playoff spot in the NFC. That is Saquon Barkley uh, running his 15th touchdown of the year into the end zone in week 17 for a victory for the New York Giants. So again, at eight and eight, we clinching the final playoff spot. I have uh, I have a question for you there, Bill. Yes. As Saquon Barkley is running to the end zone for that final touchdown of the year in the playoff berth, is he doing so on his current contract or on a new one from Dave Gettleman? He might get a new one during the season. Or Dave Gettleman actually actually hand him the contract in the end zone after he does the typing celebration. (laughs) I, I think... I think we are going to see some epic and and just quintessential Dave Gettleman doubling down on his guys this offseason. Like tag tag Leonard Williams a second time mm-hmm. and then give him an obscene contract. He was very, very good last year. He, he, he was to get paid, but Dave Gettleman gave up a second round pick for him for a rental and and is is just just you know forcing the issue. Um, <laughs> I think we see them overdraft a wide receiver at some point because he needs to get Daniel Jones help. Mm-hmm. And I think that we see him remind the the owners of the New York Giants that Saquon Barkley is the face of the franchise and is worthy of a new $20 million a year contract extension. Mm-hmm. I could see it. I could certainly see it. I buy that. Absolutely. Um, well, what's your final NFL top shot moment from the future? So uh, this takes place in Los Angeles. Ooh. It is February of 2021. It sounds like it's the Super Bowl. Yeah, it is, Bill. The home team, the Los Angeles Rams. Really? Are down at the end zone. My guy, Matthew Stafford, barks out the signal. He drops back. He gets pressured. He scrambles to the left. He's backpedaling, and he fires a laser into Cooper Cup for a walk-off Super Bowl victory over the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, boy. Two home teams battling it out in Los Angeles. Further proof that the NFL is just a rigged game. (laughs) Roger Goodell is just a puppet man. No, uh, it's my way of saying that I really, I am, as as someone who, and I think you, you, me, and Greg Rosenthal will have the, the hall of fame debate at some point. And yes, I'm not, look, I'm not afraid to get a couple cocktails in and fire off some massive tweets. <laughs> okay. Like I will fire my mat. I, I think that, I think that by the time Matthew Stafford finishes his run mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, that he will be a hall of famer. Wow. And I think it starts this year with the Rams winning the super bowl. That, that would be, that would be a big step. Yeah, that would, that would help. That would help. That would be a big step. I would buy, I mean, it's not out of the question. By any means, that Matthew Stafford pulls that off. I have questions about that defense, but it's another conversation for another day. I absolutely think that they are in the discussion there for sure. Um, my final one, my final NFL top shot moment is an elaborate one. Mm. Not the Super Bowl, but in fact, the opening game of the season. A Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl. <laughs> 2021 Pro Bowl. Actually, with Sean Taylor laying out Brian Mormon. Oh, man. That's a great call. Yes, yes. God, if we, if we, I don't know how long I would have had to think about this to, to get there. It's and the it, only Pro Bowl moment I can think of. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. Yeah, that that is, yes. Sean Taylor would, Sean Taylor would be sneakily one of the first 
non obviously non-active players like mm-hmm. hired or otherwise uh to like to get a moment like especially on the defensive side just because his moments were moments yes yeah he was not messing around in his moments for sure um this is week one the opening game of the season and well who normally features in the opening game of the season the defending nfl champions in this that's, case, the, that's the that's the that's the tampa bay buccaneers and Tom Brady is standing on the sideline, but it's not in Tampa Bay. It's in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Oh, wait, how? Don't they play the Patriots this year? They do. Is it, I guess, yeah, I guess the NFL. So you're suggesting the NFL would eschew the typical home team game just for the juice of Buccaneers at Patriots week one opening night of the year. For those new television deals, I just got goosebumps. Yeah, I, that's that's a great idea. But Tom Brady's on the sidelines. Oh, why? Why, why, why is he? On he's the watching the quarterback on the other side of the field throw a game-winning touchdown pass. Is his is his name start with a J? It does start with a J. Oh, Jimmy G is back, and he beats Brady in Week One. <laughs> in Week One, Jimmy Garoppolo throws a touchdown pass. Let's throw in Chris Godwin. As the recipient of that <laughs> beating Tom Brady, beating the Buccaneers in week one, the Patriots are back and it's an NFL top shot moment. Bill, if, if the 2021 season is bookended the way that you and I just described, <laughs> Roger Goodell is going to be like with the gift, the breaking bad gift for the guys rolling around on a pile <laughs> yes. of money. Yes. Goodell just Scrooge McDucking his face off for mm-hmm. nine months. That would just, be, I like, like, I like yours better than mine. That, if the NFL does that, like, hey, look, we don't care about tradition. You're not getting a home game. You're not firing the cannons. You didn't do it in the Super Bowl. You're not doing it now. You're going to Foxborough and you're playing Belichick week one. Oh. They've, they've done that before. They've like, been at the Broncos. That was because Peter Angelos, the owner of the Orioles, is a, uh, is a cheap jerk. Oh, and wouldn't share the parking lot for the for the uh, for the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> he wouldn't move the Orioles get like a regular season Orioles game for the Ravens home opener. And so they oh. didn't have enough parking for it, so they had to go play in Denver. Oh, ah, just make up something like that. There's I mean, parking. The NFL can do whatever it wants. There's no. There's parking issues. Whatever. Yeah, Tampa. The the Lightning have a match. Yeah, a, a Lightning match. <laughs> I don't even know. What there, there's a there's, there's a highlight game in the parking lot. <laughs> do you call the the is it, is it are hockey games? Are they just games? Hockey just games. games. I should know that as a as a lifelong Hurricanes fan, but. <laughs> I have, uh, uh, they are just hockey games, but yeah, no, uh, I think you can break with tradition. I think it's worth it. You know, you're writing a 17th game anyway, Brady versus the Patriots in Foxborough week one. I feel like that is the biggest game they can do. So why not have it week one? And I kind of think that Tom Brady might be here for it. Yeah. Like, look, we won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Let's go remind Bill. Let's get it. Let me, let me get six months to prepare for this game and get it out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the lead up to it would be, yeah, maybe maybe Goodell sweetens the pot. He says, all right, listen, Tom, here's the deal. You get one first quarter commercial for TB12 on the house. <laughs> Al, and, Al and Chris will wear TB12 mask if we're still masking. If no mask, Al will have on a TB12 scarf, okay? Yes. That's the deal. You just got to go up there and, and play Billy, though, all right? Got to play Billy and... uh you can have the balls uh, inflated or deflated to whatever you want for this one game. 
do you do you and I know we're trying to wrap here, but do you think that Jimmy Garoppolo actually does in back up in I, I think the San Francisco quarterback situation is everything is sort of a domino for Deshaun, like out of the Deshaun Watson situation, it feels like to mm-hmm. me. But the San Francisco quarterback situation is so interesting to watch because it would if they make a move, whatever move it is, you know, then it does it send Jimmy G back to New England, what does that mean for Cam? Mm-hmm. You know, what like and and so there's some some smaller dominoes out of that, but I, I always feel like we're just not even discussing the 49ers as a team that could make a move for Deshaun mm-hmm. or somebody else. And if they do, I mean the the fallout, the ramifications are just you know really interesting, I think. Right. I, I think my argument has been for the Niners perspective, it's two things. Number one, Jimmy's do $25 million. And you know, I think for an NFL quarterback, you have to either be cheap. You have to be healthy or reliable, or you have to be a superstar. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not any of those things. He's not a superstar when he's playing. He has major injury issues and and health issues over the past. And um, he's not cheap. $25 million is significant. It's unguaranteed. They don't owe any money. They would save a ton of money on their cap if they got rid of him. And they're a team that needs to save some money. I mean, they have Trent Williams, Richard Sherman, Fred Warner, Kyle Juszczyk. Um, Jason Verrett, all kinds of guys hitting free agency. So they're a team that could really benefit from getting relatively cheap at quarterback. So to me, I think they are 12th on the board right now, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, 12th? Or, I, I said ninth on the radio hit. So. I, I would trust you over me. I they would. Are, well, I would they are 12th. I am correct. I wouldn't trust me. The Broncos are nine. Oh, okay. So, oh, geez. All right, yeah, that's right. I was talking about the Broncos. Okay, I just got mixed up yeah 12th is 12th is is a tough spot right but not out of the question they could move up from 12 to say four sure and go out and get it and move up for trey lance or move up for someone like that and then if you do that then now you have a cheap option at quarterback and you can bring back trent williams or you can bring back fred warner or you can bring back use check and sherman you can bring back players who you might not have been able to bring back because garoppolo is occupying 25 million dollars so i know they've said that jimmy's their guy i've heard that one before from teams in the nfc west it doesn't always work out that way you know i think sean mcveigh and Les need yeah or or cliff kingsbury and steve kime yeah that's, um, that's a great, yeah that's right you know i feel like that is a situation where they would benefit more from a cheap quarterback than the vast majority of teams. And they have a coach in Kyle Shanahan who you'd figure can probably get the most out of a young guy if he has a guy he thinks can run his offense. And Trey Lance, by all accounts, would be a very good fit in that play-action heavy offense. And then, of course... What about... I mean, just to... Not to... I agree. Trey Lance, sure. I mean, like in, he's an athletic freak with tons of like crazy upside. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't think he's a first-rounder, but uh, some people do. What about Mac Jones? I mean... Sure. You know, you're, you're not, you know, when he's, when people describe him, it's this guy, you know, Eagles fans are mad. Ryan Wilson mocked him to Philly at six. That, that, that is a bridge too far for me, but and 12 is even tough, but maybe they can trade back up into the first round or something. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a, a guy who is, you know, quote unquote limited physically, but has been running a pro style offense at Alabama with, you know, has enough uh, physical upside where, you know, he could, we saw him move in the playoffs. He can certainly uh, use his legs if he needs to. And he, you know, operates within a system, so to speak. He's very accurate, but, you know, isn't, I mean, it's, it's basically the opposite of Patrick Mahomes or whatever. And I mean, that, to me, that seems to be sort of, you know, what Kyle Shanahan would be looking for. But 
as Stephen Ruiz pointed out, this is not Mac Jones. This is McCorkle Jones. Ooh. Does that change how you feel about him? Yeah, McCorkle McCorkle Jones sounds like a, a Dingleberry, you know, one of the key and peel names. <laughs> Ingle McCrinkleberry. Yeah, Ingle McCrinkleberry. That's right. Um, McCorkle Jones. Um, it does make me want to know more about his parents and family and and what the deal is. I mean, <laughs> I, I guess I hadn't really ever. I've done a Wikipedia deep dive on most people. I've I've never done one on on Michael McCorkle Jones. <laughs> Who's, oh, you know what? He went to, uh, I didn't realize he's from, um, he went to high school at the Bowl School in Jacksonville, Florida. That's where my, my mother is a Bowl School alumni. So uh, his, his dad played tennis at FSU. Wow. Interesting. I'm trying to find where, it doesn't say where he was born. How is that possible? Oh, he's born in Texas, but then I guess moved to Florida. Uh, yeah, that, that checks out. Jacksonville area person named Michael McCorkle Jones. That, that, I, that checks out, I think. Mm, well, if people want more, Will, of your Wikipedia investigations, if they want more of your top shot insight, if they want more of your coverage of the NFL, where can they do that? Uh, well, I haven't written a lot lately. Maybe I'll have some mock drafts for all. Sure, but if they want to listen to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Pick 6 Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever else you get your podcast. Daily NFL coverage. And of course, as free agency looms near and all these trades, we have, uh, you know, I think a lot of people sort of started to do this as well, Bill, but we do the emergency podcast. Mm -hmm. so breaking news happens. And, and in fact, they've had us going live on YouTube and Twitch for all these, for Carson Wentz trade, live on YouTube. Um, I have to keep a lot of hats around my office these days. <laughs> but uh, yeah, people can check out the Pick 6 podcast and uh, anywhere you find podcasts. Highly recommended. You know how much... We love having Will Brinson on the show, but Will, it's always a blast. Thank you so much, my friend. Maybe our best work today, Bill. Always fun, buddy. <laughs> All right. As always, love having Will Brinson of CBS on the show. Check Will's show, the Pick 6 podcast out. We have more audio coming next week, more NFL. We're getting closer to free agency, seeing a lot of guys. We're getting cut. We're going to talk maybe about those markets. A lot to discuss about the NFL in the next week or two. So we'll be doing it here on the Bill Barnwell Show. So hope you're listening. Hope you're doing well. And more audio on the way.